Pat, how you doing? How did uh, how did last week treat you? The divisional round. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you uh, to all of you for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. Division round went all right. I was on America's teaser with the uh, with the Chiefs and the Eagles. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it was America's teaser. I had to be on it. So, so I was on that, and that uh, and, and that went all right. I'm trying to think. Did I really jump on anything else over the weekend? Um, I had uh, I took Niners alternate spread seven, so that was a push. Nice. And um, uh, and what else did I have on? Uh, oh, I took uh, uh, I liked uh, I liked Eagles uh, Giants Eagles first half over, and thankfully the Eagles did all the work and got it there. Yeah, the Eagles right now two and a half point favorites at home. Pat minus one fifteen juice. The total in the game is forty six. Where do you think that closes? And what's the book going to need here? Because Philadelphia looks really good, and then you have San Francisco, almost kind of playing with house money. Great team, but Brock Purdy, last quarterback selected in the draft. You think we get to three here? And uh, what's the book going to need here? That's a good question. I'm not sure if it gets to three. So with the odds maker, I, I speak to an odds maker every Sunday night for my opening line report that just kind of evolves throughout the week on Vegas Insider. So it updates and I get input from from a multitude of sports books, including that MGM. But the odds maker I spoke with Sunday night, they they went up one and a half and got really quickly bet up to two, two and a half. So, and he said, you know, within those first couple of hours, he said the action was all on Philly, which helped them move up a full point. And that was probably some sharp play as well. Kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I mean, yeah, Philly went out and, and really took care of business against the Giants, but I still was a little bit surprised that it shot up that quickly um, right out of the gate. I think, you know, what what this particular oddsmaker said is he anticipates they'll be buyback on San Francisco during the week. And to your point, Ryan, why not? This team is, like you said, playing with house money. But with that house money, they're 12-0 straight up and and 10-2 against the spread in their last dozen games. I mean, they're absolutely on fire. There's no hotter team left among the the final four. But uh, so he expects some buyback on the Niners, but he anticipates needing the Niners come kickoff. And I'm going to check just because I'm curious myself with another odds maker that has um, um, that has kind of running updated splits that literally, you know, update constantly. I'm curious where they're at on it as we stand, you know, as we sit here early in the week. Yeah, it's three to one plus tickets and money on the Eagles early. So, I mean, if that trend continues, then, yeah, I think a three might be in the future for sure. Wow. Let's talk about this Bengals game, Pat. Um, it went actually mm-hmm. ended up flipping. So. That's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. The Bengals were two, two-and-a-half-point dogs at the opening, depending on where you looked around. They got mm-hmm. all the way down to a two-and-a-half-point favor in a day's time. Is that all on, when you're talking to um, some of these odds makers? is that all on the injury to Pat Mahomes? Is it just a narrative-based sort of scenario? And, and where do you think this line ends up going? Because now Cincinnati's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Right. And this, it, it's, it's, I think it's a combination of, of, of both. There was, you know, there was one odds maker I spoke with Sunday night that actually opened three. They were mm. on the very high end of this. And he said the floodgates opened on the Bengals plus three from Sharps and the public, knocking us down a point at a time all the way to Cincinnati minus one. And actually, this was more like Sunday afternoon because they went ahead and put this line up as soon as the Bills Bengals game ended here in Vegas. And they, literally, it, it couldn't have been. It certainly wasn't an hour. It might have been 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. But they moved four points in a really, really big, big hurry on this, Trista. Um, And I I think part of, you know, the Mahomes part of it is certainly, Mahomes is a huge part of it. I also think there are, 
very much Bengals believers in this mix as well that think Joe Burrow is absolutely the real deal. And so I think it's a combination of the two. And then earlier today, uh, I jumped on the phone with Jason Scott, the vice president of trading for BetMGM. And you know, he, he said, look, it's just, it's a really challenging position for odds makers. He didn't say whether it was, you know, he, he made it, he implied that most of it is tied to Mahomes. But he's like, look, we've got one-way money coming in on the Bengals too. So it's not only the injury, it's where the action is that's that's pushing him that way. He said it's fairly significant one-way action. He said we were clearly wrong and got moved fairly quickly. And they opened on the lower end at like one, one and a half. They would open at one, went to one and a half, backed all the way up, jumped the fence all the way to Bengals minus two and a half. A little bit of a correction this afternoon, if it's a correction or at least a, you know, a, a reversal to Bengals one and a half. And I've heard a couple of things on that. First off, I know one book took a couple of very significant wagers, six-figure wagers, on the, on the Chiefs at plus two and a half. Um, and also heard, you know, chimed in through circles and messages and so forth that there was a very sharp, uh, uh, respected, sharp group that helped initiate that that move. So um, I think you're going to have you, – it's, it's clear what we have now. You have sharp money on both sides, and everybody's just waiting to see what happens over these next couple of days. Pat, curious follow-up question. I was talking to a friend of mine who I think is listening mm-hmm. to the show right now, uh, does a great job on 929 ESPN in Memphis, but we were talking about public money moving lines. How much public money can move a line? Like how does that all work compared to like these sharp syndicates? It takes a lot of public money to move a line. And I think one of the better examples I can give, I think this was a, I can't remember the exact amount, but a, but last Saturday night, it was either Friday night or Saturday night, I was talking with Scott Shelton here at BetMGM Nevada, just about, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. So it was either on the Saturday games on Friday night or the Sunday games if I was talking to him Saturday night. But I know he told me about a significant six-figure bet on a game and the number, and it was at a, you know, whatever number it was at, that was the number that was still available, even though it was a significant six-figure bet. Now, that's not to say that, you know, that's always going to be the case, that you're going to get a big bet like that and not even and not even move the number. Um, it's not to say that'll be the case all the time, but that's, a, that's you know, it's a high roller play. It's not a sharp play. Um, so the answer, I would say, generally speaking, is it takes a significant amount of public money to really move the number. And early in the week, it doesn't take much money especially if it's sharp, to move the number. Uh, there are lower limits early in the week. Most of these books start out at one limit on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It kind of graduates throughout the week and gets a little higher, and then they take their highest limits on the weekend of the game. But, um, you know, especially early in the week, you get a couple of good sharp pops, and you're going to be moving quickly. Like that one-odds maker, as I noted, went from Chiefs minus three to Bengals minus one in like, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. Pat, and I know you mentioned in most books, you know, including BetMGM, that the San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl is a bad result for the book. Who's the biggest liability? Mm-hmm. What's best case scenario with these four remaining teams? I'd figure, I mean, because Cincinnati, even kind of a public team the last couple of years with Joe Burrow. Absolutely. And Cincinnati been, you know, made itself a public team on a week-to-week basis because, it, because the Bengals covered the spread, like, yeah. all the time, practically. Uh, they're a tremendous spread covering team and the best spread the, the the best spread covering team left in the playoffs now that the Giants are out although the Niners are certainly on their heels with the with the run that the Niners are on against the spread but I do think that would probably be the case I you know I, I went back and forth with uh, got some info from one odds maker today and uh, again the Niners are definitely um, you know rough for a couple of books uh, and I believe including BetMGM. MGM 
Uh, I know Ben MGM was happy to get the Bills out. That was a concern. They loved getting the Bills out of – Jason Scott told me that it was nice to get the Bills not only out of the Super Bowl market, but obviously along with that, the AFC Championship Futures market. Bills have been very popular all season long, very public. Took a lot of tickets, even though they were at low numbers, low odds. Took a ton of tickets, so they were definitely creating liability. I think even as public as the Bengals are, just from what – this is just an inference on my part, right? I don't have somebody saying this to me specifically, but – I think the Bengals would probably be the, you know, the preferred outcome at this point. I think the Chiefs are always going to be public and have been public. Uh, the Niners have made themselves public a lot, you know, for, for quite some time. Um, you know, the Eagles, I, I don't think they'd want the Eagles because the Eagles, you could have gotten some, you could have gotten 40, 50 to one on the Eagles. I mean, there are some yeah. tickets out there on the Eagles at some, at some hefty numbers. Yeah, I'm curious, Pat. What's up with the uh, the Super Bowl MVP market? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this is this is good. good. Some great stuff just today from BetMGM. I believe Drew Odell sent it over. Just just not any comment, no commentary on it from the books yet, but just a breakdown of how it's being bet. And one thing that's fascinating, and we sort of touched on this last week, Trista, but Patrick Mahomes is third in ticket count. He's taken about eight percent of all the tickets that have been bet in this market. And grant and, and keep in mind, a lot of people who have been bet in this market are now no longer in this market because they have been eliminated from the playoffs. But <clears throat> Mahomes is third in ticket count, eight percent of tickets. But that eight percent of tickets is translates to thirty-two percent of all the money in this market, and that is two and a half, like two and three quarters times more money than any other player is taking. So hmm. Joe Burrow is second in money, and Mahomes is taking two and a half times more money than Joe Burrow is almost three times. So it's fascinating that a ton of money is on is on Mahomes, but he's third in tickets, first in money. Then you've got Burrow leading the ticket count, second in money. And then after that, this is where I think it gets interesting, Christian McCaffrey. And if you got on him, I think you probably did yourself a favor. You're getting longer odds. These QBs are all at very short odds. Um, you could have gotten Joe Burrow at 850 going into the divisional round. Now he's 350, the co-second choice with guess who? Another quarterback. Hurts at 350. Mahomes is kind of interesting because last week, Trista, he was plus 325 going to the divisional round and was the favorite. He's still he's still the favorite and he's still plus 325. So they're not doing anything with him at this point. And obviously the injury is 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 playing into that. I think what's interesting, and I don't know if you were gonna follow up and ask, but what I think is potentially interesting is some of these people a little further down that if they go out and if they get to the Super Bowl, they're the kind of players that could have a big game. And you, right now, you can get them at much better odds. The tight end specifically, I like Kelsey at 25, Kittle at 66 mm-hmm. to 1, or defender Nick Bosa at 40 to 1. How much would one of those players hurt the books? I don't think it would hurt them very much at all just because the, the numbers are big. But and, and here's the thing. If those players are actually involved in the game, then I think week of game – you might see a lot more people on that MVP prop taking some of those flyers, so they could ultimately hurt the books. I know that several years back, um, uh, when when uh, and God, I'm forgetting his name, and, he, and I shouldn't because it's the Denver Broncos linebacker. Von Miller. Miller. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that ended up being bad for the books, even though he was a little ways down the board because he had long odds. It could be bad. It just kind of depends on how the week unfolds. As you look at it now, it's not that bad because those players are all taking a modest total of the tickets and, a, and an even more modest total of the money. It's all going, you know, almost it, the, the, the majority is going to the quarterbacks 
and then Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Pat, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Pat. Great. Thank you. You got to imagine that if, if the Niners get to the Super Bowl, that if Brock Purdy just is just normal, that Nick Bosa and Nick Bosa has a monster game or Kittle has a monster game, like the type of catch that he had, that circus catch against the Cowboys. Both of those two guys, you can't give the MVP to Brock Purdy, can you? I don't know if you can. A rookie, you a, a, can. a rookie's never won a won a Super Bowl before. They probably would. I just, I think they're getting beat by the Eagles. So do I. So do I. But, but I think it's worth but, a shot. Sixty-six yeah. to one for George Kittle. Sixty-six to one. Has a tight end ever won Super Bowl MVP? I'd have to go back. That's that's a trivia question that I don't even know the answer to. I don't think so. Maybe like. No, I don't think so. Not in a long-ass time. Hmm. 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 Kellen Winslow? Chargers have never won it, have they? Kellen Winslow Sr.? Yeah. I don't think so, dude.